Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog guardians. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I take my 10 years of training experience and I share easy to implement dog training advice with an emphasis on kindness and compassion. Welcome. I'm so excited to share more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am your host, Rachel R. Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I live in Denver, Colorado. I also run a good feeling dog training. So if you are new to the podcast and you are in need of training support, hey, we're here for you. Myself and my other trainer, Stephanie, we both see virtual clients nationwide, worldwide. So if you need training support, go to agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. So in today's episode, I want to talk about something pretty significant and heavy, which is emotional betrayal. But before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to just give another thank you to everyone who reached out and sent love and support um, about the life and legacy of Tiva. It felt really good to share more about her. Waylon and I and my partner, Corey, we are doing our best to adapt to life without her. It is weird. It is hard. Grief is such a heavy thing that I'm doing my best to (laughs) cope with. Um, But something that has been really helpful for me is just thinking about her and imagining her adorable bouncy ears following behind me. So (laughs) we are all doing our best. Um, In the short term, we're going to stay a one dog household. I'm not sure how long that's going to ride, but in the short term, that is our plan. It is a weird phenomenon. It has been a very long time since I only had one dog to worry about. So I'm just kind of leaning into some of my (laughs) newfound freedoms since I just have one dog to take care of. Um, Waylon and I have been doing what we do best. We have been out in nature hiking and exploring and um although it's still winter here we're we're really enjoying it um i've always taken to the woods for my self-care and it's been especially important since we've lost tiva so i want to talk about emotional betrayal and i know that that sounds like pretty heavy and that's on purpose because i think that this is something that humans do to not only dogs but all animals all of the time And I think that it's something that all of you listening are are trying to avoid doing, which I also am trying to avoid doing. But if you are not familiar with Mark Beckoff, he wrote a book about the emotional lives of animals. And I know that you all already know that our dogs have a lot of emotions, but it is a really good read. And I think that it opens up this wonderful um, spectrum of emotion in animals. So if you are on the fence about whether dogs have emotions, I can't imagine that you are, but if you are, the emotional lives of animals, highly recommend. So I think that emotional betrayal is something that we can all relate to. I think that all of us have experienced emotional betrayal in one way or another in our lives. And I think that it's important to recognize the detrimental effects that has on the person who is betrayed (laughs) by emotion. So I want to share a personal story with you and kind of help you understand how it made me feel and how we can hopefully avoid doing that with our own dog. So this is something that came to me recently when I was out on a hike, a memory that I guess I didn't really think about a lot. So 
to kind of put it shortly, in middle school, I was a part of a group of friends of girls and we all hung out and we did like a talent show dance together and it was awesome. And something happened and one of the girls decided that like I was not cool enough to be a part of the group and they kind of, you know, ghosted me. They didn't want to be my friend anymore. And I had no idea why, right? Like I was just being myself. I was doing my thing and they didn't want to be my friend anymore. And that sucked, right? Because, you know, especially in that age range being in middle school, you're already kind of vulnerable and emotional. And it, I felt really emotionally betrayed because I thought that these girls were my friends. I thought that we were buds. I thought that this was going really well. And something that apparently I did made them all dislike me. I still don't know what that is. I don't think that it's really relevant. The point I'm trying to make here is that I think that this is something that happens so frequently to our dogs because they feel like they should be able to trust us. They're, you know, our people. We feed them. We do these things with us and then we turn, right? And I think that a healthy emotional relationship involves trust where you trust the other emotional being to acknowledge your feelings and, you know, take your feelings into account. And this is the kind of relationship that I'm always trying to cultivate with any animal in my care, but particularly Waylon at this current moment. And I know all you beautiful people listening are here because you also too are trying to cultivate a trusting connection on an emotional level with your dogs. And I think that we do a lot of things intentionally and unintentionally to betray our dog's emotional trust. And I think that the our society at large is really kind of built on this understanding of like dogs are subordinates they should do what we say no matter what and there's so much nuance of emotional betrayal in there and I think that lots of people can explain it and justify it but I don't want to do that. I don't want to justify betraying an emotional being that has trusted me to take care of them. So I think that there are multiple incidents where we run the risk of emotionally betraying our dogs. And I think one of those is we aren't clear. And I don't think that this is always intentional, but I think regardless, it is happening. We aren't clear in expectations, in our training, in what we want from them. And then instead of, you know, taking the time to be clear, then we resort to harsh corrections and punishment and yelling and leash jerking and as many of you know who have listened to the podcast, I am not exempt from this, right? I am a human. I have unintentionally betrayed Waylon's trust. But I think that there are ways that we aren't clear that a lot of dog training is very intentional about. <laughs> they claim that we're clear and the dog has to do what we want and they aren't actually clear. And then we betray our dog's trust by using harsh corrections and being a-holes. So I think that not being clear is definitely a way that we emotionally betray our dogs. I think that something that has become more and more clear to me the longer I share my lives with dogs is that the more consistent, kind, and understanding I can be, it makes it so much easier for my dog to gain clarity on what I want from them. 
And I think that there's this misnomer, right? That like dogs don't need training and they just can do their dogs and they know how to do what we want. And that couldn't be further from the truth, right? Like we take these dogs into our lives and first of all, we bring them in like already having this false archetype of what they should be. And then we kind of learn and crash and burn and figure out that our dogs need a lot of handholding. We need to guide them and show them how to exist in the world with us. And there are lots of ways to do that. I know that a lot of you have chosen kindness and compassion. That is why you're here, right? And positive reinforcement dog training. But I think that it's really important that when we bring dogs into our lives, we take on the responsibility of helping them understand what we want them to do. So when we ask them to do something, they're clear on that, right? So that we don't have to emotionally betray them by being like, hey, I haven't given you any skills at all and you didn't do what I want and now I'm gonna yank on you and yell at you and punish you. And I can only imagine how gutting that must feel from the dog's perspective, right? Where they're like, wait a minute, I thought that we were cool here. I thought that there was a trust here and now you're like turning and being a super big a-hole to me? Like, what is this about? And I see dogs a lot who, well-meaning guardians, use really heavy punishment and aversive training, and it takes a lot of time to backpedal from that betrayal in the relationship between guardian and dog. I did an episode a while back um, about kind of recovering from punishment, and we'll be sure to include that in the show notes because it gives a little bit more specific advice on like if you have a damaged relationship with your dog that was built on punitive training, how you can kind of backpedal from that. But, you know, that is a huge way that emotional betrayal is happening between human and canine. And I think that it's really important that we hold ourselves accountable and we take some responsibility for being clear and teaching our dogs and giving them the skills that they need to succeed (laughs) in society and the life we've put them in. I think something else that happens a lot in the emotional betrayal realm between us and our dogs is we expect way too much of our dogs. I think that in a world where we have constant access to social media, where every influencer is sharing the highlights of their life with their dogs, myself included, right? Um, It really it puts too much pressure on what we think like our dog should be doing and how they should be behaving because we're only seeing the highlights of like what people and their dogs are doing and it makes us feel inadequate and it makes us feel shame and then we take it out on our dogs and that's something that I've really tried to do in everything that I've shared right especially in this podcast on Instagram is just being really open and honest about like the not highlights of my life of course I want to share the highlights right because they're beautiful and I want to share those with you But I feel like I've done a really good job of showing the non-highlights, the failures, the challenges, the ridiculousness that is being Waylon's guardian. And I hope that you all have found some comfort in that. But remember, when we expect too much of our dogs because we're constantly comparing ourselves and our dogs to other people and in on the internet with dogs, it does none of us any good. And what happens is we open ourselves up to expecting way too much of our dogs and then emotionally betraying our dogs when we're putting them in situations that they're not capable of handling and we're making a big deal out of it and being mad at the dog. 
right? So I think it's really important that we don't expect too much of our dog. We need to be putting in the effort to understand our individual dogs. Where are they at? How do they respond to certain stimulus? How can they handle X, Y, and Z? We need to know these things. And sometimes we're learning and figuring it out and that's okay. But I think that having contingency plans is super important, right? So many of my clients come to me because they felt like they were doing the right thing, but as they look back, they realize that they were constantly putting their dog in situations that they couldn't handle and being pissed that they failed, right? And this is normal. This is human. No judgment, no shame on this, but it's important to learn as we go. So much of my work is helping my clients understand like certain stimulus, certain triggers, certain environmental changes that matter to their dogs and how we can work through that. How can we can help them? the dog cope, how we can set them up up for success so that we can all be more successful together. So it's really important that we aren't expecting too much of our dog. We're putting in the effort to understand our dog's limits, their capabilities, their preferences, and doing our best to rearrange as much as we possibly can so that they can be successful. Okay. And, you know, this is also important of yourself. So obviously this podcast is directed at dogs, but you all are connected to the dogs. And I think that it's also really important that you are not expecting too much of yourself. Okay. I know a lot of you share your lives with dogs who have complicated behaviors, who need a lot of adjustments and adaptations to what's happening. And I just want to give you permission to not be too hard on yourself either. Is it okay to make mistakes? It is okay to fail. But I think it's important that as we're learning and growing, we are doing our best not to emotionally betray our dogs, but also ourselves. So I think that something else that happens is that we start to blame our dogs for our own inadequacies as dog guardians. And, you know, you all already know that I am definitely guilty of this too, but it's something that I'm constantly trying to be better about, not blaming Waylon for doing things that based on his history and what I know about him, I knew he would do in those moments. <laughs> I think that the blaming whew, is just, it's so toxic and it's so pervasive. And it's something that um, I observe a lot on you know Instagram and TikTok of these big following quote unquote dog trainers who make a living on blaming dogs for doing dog stuff and then emboldening guardians to use really intense, heavy punishment aversive methods because the guardians have this high horse of it's the dog's fault. The dog did this X, Y, and C instead of reflecting on what happened, what what responsibility does the guardian need to take in that situation. And I'm not saying that dogs don't do asshole things that we should hold them accountable for in some ways. But holding a dog accountable is not blaming a dog and using punishment. Holding a dog accountable is putting proper management in place so that they can't practice the behavior and we're reinforcing alternate behavior. So it's really important that we are not blaming our dogs. It is a very slippery slope because when we start blaming the dog, we just find more and more excuses to blame the dog and we miss an opportunity to to reflect and to grow as a human being. And I think that this is something that is so missing (laughs) from the dog training conversation is our responsibility as human beings to reflect and grow alongside of our dogs. 
if all we do is blame dogs and use heavy punishment, we miss an opportunity to up-level to the next version of ourselves. And I know that some people aren't interested in that, but some people are not the wonderful people who are listening right now, right? You all are listening because you are interested in learning from your dog and being a better person from your dog. And it's a pretty profound gift, right? If you open yourself up to it. And this is something that over the years, I have, I've always known it, right? Like at my core, like what I want to do, how I want to show up in my relationship with my dog. And I feel like over the course of 200 episodes of Disorderly Dogs, I've really been able to articulate in more detail what that really means. So emotionally betraying our dogs is something that is going to happen, but it's important that we're not letting it happen over and over again. And we're doing everything in our power to prevent that from happening. Because I think what we stand to gain when we show up in our relationship with our dog and we are worth trusting and we are not emotionally betraying our dogs unnecessarily is that we get to show up better for ourselves. And I seriously, I have so much more meaningful connection with my human relationships because of the way that I have shown up in my relationship with my dogs. Um, one of these days, I'm going to have my partner Corey on the podcast and we will talk about this because he has known me for a long time and I have changed and grown a lot over the years. But I think the moral of the story here is that emotionally betraying dogs is happening all the time. And there's a subculture of dog training who has no apologies. They're happy to emotionally betray dogs in the name of training for their own ego. But I think that that is a really gross way (laughs) to interact with an animal. And I am so grateful to all of you awesome people who are with me. You want to have a healthy relationship with your dog and you want to be trusted and you want to do your best not to emotionally betray your dog. So everyone, that's what I have to say about emotional betrayal. I hope you liked this episode. If you did, do me a favor. Will you take a screenshot and tag me over on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO? I have some awesome episodes coming at you in the future, so stay tuned. Have a wonderful weekend. Smooch those puppies for me and I am already looking forward to the next episode. Let's be honest, some dogs just need an opportunity to run around off-leash so that it's easier to live with them. The only caveat to that is that not all dogs are trustworthy off-leash. That is why I created my 21-day recall training program, Trustworthy Recalls. I give you the exact framework that I use to get Wayland's recall to almost 100% reliability. As an added bonus in Trustworthy Recalls, we've also just added a whistle recall training plan. So whether you need to train a verbal cue or a whistle recall, we got you in our 21-day training program, Trustworthy Recalls. Link to that is in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.